0: Well, we've been doing virtual podcasts now for a while. huh? Yeah, well, we didn't have a name for it. <laughs> now we do. Like virtual happy hour, virtual podcast, virtual yeah. virtual bike racing, uh, uh, but conference calls, virtual uh, conference calls. So Barman, Southside Barman
1: is here uh, working his butt off these days, trying to feed people
0: <laughs> down from Zebas. Feed people and work on their bikes. That's right. Is the bike shop still open? Yeah, bike shops are considered essential business because they're transportation. Wow, and you can't believe how many people that haven't ridden in ten years and haven't touched their bike in ten years all of a sudden want it worked on and be done in two hours. Yeah,
1: well,
0: tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe if you had a little bit better work ethic, Barman. <laughs> <laughs> I could get those bikes turned around a little bit uh, yeah. a little bit more quickly. Yeah, maybe if you knew how to pour a beer. <laughs> Hey, one more word out of you,
1: and I'm out of here. So uh, obviously today's podcast can be a little different than than what we normally do. Um, there's no sports to talk about. There's virtually no sports to talk about. I mean, there's there's a couple things going on, and there.
0: we're not going to speak about virtual sports. I think it's interesting. <laughs> we could talk about it. That's one thing. I mean, it's at least they're trying
1: to do something in cycling to keep it's. At this point, what do people need?
0: Content, and that's content. Well, they already got through. It. Everyone's gone through the, all the Baby Yoda they can do right now. So, well, there's only ten episodes of that. And I know everyone's watched are, it like everyone's watched it like ten times over. The next ten aren't going to come out for another two years, based based on this. I did get a little sad realizing that Peaky Blinders probably isn't going to be out for another year and a half either. Well, a lot of a lot of shows are in that boat. Anyone that was wasn't in or was didn't have half production done is probably a, a year off now.
1: Um, all right. So we'll start, uh, on a, on a, obviously the times are, we're, we're, we're in a bit of a, a rut here, but we'll start with, uh, some, some sad news. Um, I want to say maybe last week or the week before we lost Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Um, I know I got a text from you, I got a text from Mark uh, who has been on the show. My brother-in-law, Andrew, who's been on the show. Uh, several people reached out obviously that morning. Ed, I think Ed sent me a, a text that morning with, uh, Brian and, and Jeff copied in, um, a guy, the guy was, I mean, he lived, I, he lives around here somewhere. Jimmy, my old neighbor Jimmy used to do his uh dog stuff.
0: Well, the, um, uh, I used to work next to a Kenny Rogers Roasters on Highway 200 in Ocala, Florida. Yeah. And and I met him there. Really? (laughs) He he came in. He came in for, I I don't think it was the opening, but maybe like a couple weeks after they opened. Right. And it was kind of weird because I was in there and I was like, hey, that sure does look like Kenny Rogers. And it's like, because it is.
1: (laughs) That's like Seeing Kenny Rogers and a Kenny Rogers roasters is like seeing, seeing Ted Turner and in, in, in the Ted's downtown.
0: Well, the 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 uh, well Kenny Ro- everybody that goes to Kenny Rogers looks like Kenny Rogers <laughs> roasters. Yeah. Every, everyone look, they all have beards and they all have gray hair and they all have the same they all have the same look. So then mm-hmm. and it's very uh, Ocala, Florida ish look. Maybe, maybe that's a better way to put it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Ocala's <laughs> the age – the average age in Ocala has got to be
0: somewhere around 60. <laughs> Either you're 60 or 20, one or the other, nowhere in between. <laughs> um, and then obviously you've
1: got the, the the famous Seinfeld episode where Kenny Rogers Roasters open next to Kramer's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jerry and Kramer switch apartments. I forgot about that. Apartments. Uh, that's one of the best. That is a classic episode. I forgot about that episode. There's so many layers in there. Just between them switching apartments and then turning into each other and, and then all the wacky stuff that goes on in Kramer's apartment after dark. <laughs> uh, and then Newman, Newman going down, or Newman having to go to Kenny Rogers roasted to get chicken for, for Kramer. Cause Kramer's told Jerry wouldn't go. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, so we lose Kenny Rogers. I, I want to say he was around 81. Um, he did, he was on Jimmy Fallon, maybe like five or six years ago and, and did, uh, the gambler at the end of the show. And it was absolutely amazing.
0: Oh really yeah. was he like was he doing shows at like dolly world and all that stuff no or? i think
1: i think he like had re- he was fully retired because he was having some health issues right um so i don't know he might have done an occasional show here and there but i don't think he wasn't touring um i i don't think he
0: i think he was like in retirement at that point but uh it's a possibility. So what's the name of the movie with Kenny Rogers and the kids and the race and the, and the car race team? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got to find out how big of a fan is it? Six pack. It might be. I think it's called six pack. Not, a, but I think he did multiple.
1: He did multiple. Like there were like three or four of them.
0: Well, I think I, well, the, um, because the, the, the bad kid in, in the uh, – or one of the kids from the Bad News Bears is in Six Pack, right? The six little guys, block. He
1: plays Brewster
0: Baker, 1982. <laughs> <laughs> so is it six kids that he inherits or something? How, how, do, how does how does a grown-ass man get a hold of six kids? And then they, like, steal another car's, like, engine or something? I, I was wrong. <laughs> he did multiple movies called The Gambler. Oh, we, oh.
1: <laughs> Here you go, you ready? The Gambler 5, playing for keeps. <laughs> the Gambler returns the luck of the draw.
0: Are these like Hallmark movies? What? The
1: Gambler Part 3, The Legend Continues.
0: Oh my gosh. Kenny
1: Rogers as The Gambler, The Adventure Continues. <laughs> and The Gambler. And they were all TV movies, they weren't even in theaters. Right,
0: have you seen any of them?
1: I've seen parts of six, six pack every once in a while that shows up on like
0: Lifetime. Well, I think six pack was on HBO and Cinemax when I was a kid, uh, growing up, like about the time that star Wars. And so it was, we, uh, my brother and sister and I watched it when we were, when we were kids, um, like on a Tuesday afternoon or something, it would be on, on HBO and, the whole premise of the story, like, is, is, it, it's it's the very similar to the Bad News Bears, where yes. like you could never make a you can never make a movie like that any longer. What if we took the Bad News Bears, but we had
1: the kids get adopted by a race car driver?
0: <laughs> That's a, I guarantee you that That's was pitch meeting. It was over lunch on Rodeo Drive somewhere, and they're eating their they're eating their their lunch their lunch salads or whatever, and they're what like, if we got. Johnny,
1: or uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. No, no. You know they pitched Willie Nelson first.
0: <laughs> no, that's not going to fit. Who else do we get? No. you know Rogers, who was? That's the guy. it was? They, they tried to get Chris Christopherson to do it, but he wouldn't do it. So they probably got stuck with Kenny Rogers. As, as, Chris as,
1: Christopherson as, was every first
0: choice in the, <laughs> the 80s or early 90s. Just because Sam Elliott wasn't famous yet. He was around, <laughs> but he wasn't famous yet.
1: Um... Well, that, you know, obviously I've, you know, I'm a big fan of my friend Mark Cavalli's in, um, because of Kenny Rogers, uh, my buddy Rob and I created a bit and you, you've been a part of the bit many times whenever you've seen the show, but we do (laughs) the old, uh, we just start yelling when to hold him in the middle of the show. And then Mark eventually succumbs to peer pressure and plays the gambler. And instead of yelling, uh, we we yell when to hold him, and then we're supposed to yell when to fold him. We just keep yelling when to hold him the whole the whole time, and it's become become a ongoing uh, bit in the show. One of the a couple of the bits that I've
0: been a part of. So uh, Kenny well, will be missed, but the gambler will live on forever. Uh, very true. You're the only song that I know that you will karaoke to.
1: Um.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, I sang it at my wedding. Uh, I think you did also.
1: Um, I think I was there for that. There's probably one or two other songs I would sing just to be kind of funny.
0: <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't remember those songs, but I remember you said, if you play The Gambler, I'm singing.
1: I, I've never really been to karaoke, but if I did go, you know, yes, I would do The Gambler at some point, but I'd also do something like stupid, like. Girls just want to have fun, or you know, some, some like some female empowerment song, <laughs> just to be a jackass. Some T Swift. Hell yeah,
0: hell yeah.
1: She's she's mine and Brick's favorite. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, I was gonna put that out. Somebody, you know, they're putting out all these uh, on Facebook. Here, list like ten concerts you've been to, and then sneak in there, sneak somewhere in there one that you haven't been to. Oh, the just to 10 see if people 10 can items. figure it out and I was gonna put I was gonna put my <laughs> list together because I know everybody would, would would get sucked in on the Taylor Swift thinking it, I didn't go to it, Taylor Swift and I'd be like it, here's yep, the pictures <laughs> <laughs> true very true but I, I was trying to like who could I put in as like a band a fake uh, who's the the show I hadn't been to uh
0: and I, I just I was struggling between... Like, well, you'd three. have to put, like, the Eagles or... I was going to put, I was gonna put Eddie Eddie the, the Rolling Stones. The <laughs> Rolling... <laughs> have you seen the meme with the Rolling Stones where they're all wearing surgical masks except for um, uh, Keith Richards? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so many good memes and, and things going... Like, the content...
1: I don't know if you've seen the dude playing DJ on a stove... <laughs> no, I haven't seen un- that with- one. Oh, I'm going to have to text it to you right now. It is un-frickin'-believable.
0: Is it as good as them, uh, the parents playing with the cupboards, um, Phil Collins? Oh, I saw that one, yeah. I was
1: trying to text that one to you the other day. <laughs> oh, is
0: that what I was trying to come across?
1: Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere, though. I was looking for trying to figure out how to copy it from Facebook. Uh, nice. Let's see here. The other one was the old ladies putting the thongs on their heads as masks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Whoever said one person can't change the world never ate an undercooked bat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, the other good one was the, the Kung Flu Kid. <laughs> Somebody put uh, Trump's face on Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Russo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Uh, so many good things. Well, I don't know where it is. I'll have to send it to you later. You will. No, you will, I'll, I'll I'll search for it. I guess we should keep moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So you said you didn't want. So was it the tour of Flanders? Is is that what they did this morning?
0: I'm not. I I didn't understand it. I'm not. I'm not big on on esports. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I think so there's I think a big. They did it on well, Zwift.
1: Did they do it on Zwift or did they do it somewhere
0: else? I don't think they'd be able to do it on Swift. So I was, I was wondering what platform, let me pull up the cycling news article. See, I was wondering what platform they might've like done a Ralphie. Um, uh, Ralphie does uh, kind of um, uh, where you can kind of put in the Google map of where you want to go. Right. And it recreates it. So you could do like a national championships, time trial course, which isn't written very often. Uh, and it kind of create it, it virtually creates it for you so that you're kind of riding the similar course or doing the same efforts in a virtual in a virtual space. Um, so they called it Durande 2020. Yeah they uh, I, I know they were marketing it quite a bit. Some of the teams were marketing it pretty hard and then the other teams were kind of, that's kind of been the talk, and then Nicholas Roach kind of came out and said, it's kind of early to be cutting salaries. You know, we're not even a couple of weeks in, really. Yeah. Um, so some of those some of those things have been going on also as far as. So Van Avermaet ended up winning it. That's what's in. I did read that in Cycling News. Base um, was virtual, but effort very real. Yeah, <laughs> is that's the, the, is the just pulled up as well. Is the um, quote.
1: As we get, you know, obviously the I would assume the classics
0: at this point are all canceled. Uh, well, there's the UCI has canceled racing all the way to June 1st right now. Oh wow! So there'd be no way to host a race anywhere in the world right now until until after right now after June. Uh, For me, the tour Utah just was canceled. uh, That's August, uh, the first week of August, and that has more to do with the fact that the basketball, the Utah Jazz basketball team is actually one of the funding agents for the Tour of Utah. The family that owns the basketball team also owns the Tour of Utah and then the Larry Miller car dealerships um, and that. And so the I have a feeling that the NBA probably had a meeting about what financially this year was going to look like and they decided that it'd be better just to, just to say, hey, um, we'll try again in 2021. Um
1: that's I think it also is a conflict cuz the NBA might be actually playing
0: then. Uh yeah, they they haven't decided which route they want to go. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I know they were talking about wanting to um, uh, silver wanted to extend the season further into the summer and compete against baseball instead of football and possibly not start the NBA season until uh, after the holidays or towards yep. the last week of December-ish. Yep. Um, and uh, there's no time like the current volatility to change your programming for a reason than right now. Well, it's, so, you know, it's,
1: it's it's funny. Once we get through, in you know, even I, I have a feeling the Tour de France might get pushed a week or even possibly two weeks
0: just to accommodate for training and stuff like that. Um, I don't think they're necessarily worried about the training. It'll be about the large um, gatherings. the large the large gatherings and whether it's going to be safe or, or or not. I think if um, obviously we have some sort of vaccine or some way to treat it where where people don't have to be as concerned about going out in large groups. I, ha- I think I think it's um, uh, those those cities are already planning for those times, and that's what they've allotted for. So I have a feeling that it'll either happen on the dates or probably won't. It probably won't. Wow. Um, yeah, just well, because of all the cities and the and the dynamics and the uh, you know once you start moving one piece of the puzzle uh, of the puzzle, um, thousands more like a Jenga game come crashing down that you have that you can't even fathom with your mind when you're putting on an event of that of any scope really you know even a kid soccer tournament right now would be next to impossible to even host because where are you coming from are people allowed to travel or it just wouldn't work well it, it's funny you bring that
1: up um so obviously i have uh interest in youth sports uh based on on my business outside of this
0: podcast um because bill stack up pretty quick on the podcast and, and, uh, revenue that's right <laughs> Um, you know, and,
1: and, and U S youth soccer has decided to cancel all events through August 30th already. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean their main concern isn't the, um, the virus itself. It's more the, um, economics of people traveling to and from, from a tournament. Isn't that the, is that the best thing to, you know, are they going to lose attendance because people can't afford to, you know, go to a tournament for five days, pay for hotels, all that kind of stuff. So, right. You know, I, I saw crab was on Twitter earlier laying into somebody about youth, youth soccer clubs, possibly folding because of this. And honestly, it's going to happen anyway. Cause you know, there's just the money's the money's
0: going to run out at some point for everybody, for everybody. And one of the, um, the debt structure that, that companies have right now are, is, is super, is going to be a large indicator of what, what you're going to be able to do in the future. So, yeah. Um, you know, the cool part about what seems to be happening in the restaurant business is the landlords are realizing that they're probably going to have to take a hit also. And so, yeah, um, we're all in this together. <laughs> and this is the, this is the first time in my, in, in my lifetime, <clears throat> or when I was reading the Na- Nation's Restaurant News, uh, um, um, you know, our mentors and our mentors' mentors and our mentors' mentors' mentors never went through anything like this. Right. So we're all in uncharted water now. And so that's – it's just the way life is right now. And you just – we all just have to buckle up and, and kind of drive the car as safely as we possibly can to get to where we're going.
1: Uh, y- do you want to talk about large sports news organizations? <laughs>
0: Well, I hate mentioning ESPN, but I, I just can't stand flipping ESPN on right now. Um, here's the problem. You know, I
1: agree with, you know, the, the, I understand why they're doing what they're doing because they have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I mean, how, how much can you talk about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers? I mean, or, or, or NFL free agency, because that's the only thing going on is NFL free agency. That is it. That's it. Um, And whether or not the draft is going to be pushed or they're going to do it live. Or, you know, I I heard today that they're probably going to do a virtual, like a virtual draft where they're going to have everybody Skype in. and
0: Yeah, like a fantasy draft.
1: Right. So, but, you know, they have no, I mean, I've turned to ESPN. I want to say maybe the last last night was probably the first time I didn't put it on on Saturday. But they've been showing old WrestleManias. How would they even
0: get the rights for that?
1: I think they they have. Remember, they started doing all those commercials with WWE, and they yep. they started covering it oh, a couple of years back. On Is COVID. that part of their
0: football? Con- no, they, the football contract I didn't think went to ABC, right for um, the XFL. No, XFL was covered by Fox and ESPN. I think that and that, oh, was it ESPN or Fox and ABC? Something like that. It was just like it was just like the uh, and then NFL Network actually had a couple of games and. I think they, of, re, they replayed games, but they didn't have any live. Oh. Well, I wondered if that, that was all tied together, but it's um, I don't. I'm not a wrestling fan, so I don't. I don't.
1: Uh, but it's it's odd to me, like to to like you're. you're I'm scrolling through the channels, and I see in the guide ESPN WrestleMania 30. I'm like, what the hell <laughs> are they doing?
0: <laughs> what, what year is that? It's it's pretty recent. It's within the last five years. Oh wow! I think. So it's not like a Hulk Hogan comes out or Thunderlips? Thunderlips. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, Hulk
1: Hogan, these are the ones I
0: saw that were all on were
1: during the Hulk Hogan after the racist comments and he got banned. Oh. He's back now, but he was, you know, obviously banned. I'm interested. So WrestleMania was started last night in Tampa, but I don't know if they even, if they even went because – I think they've been broadcasting all their shows from their training facility up in, in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, oh, so,
0: well, they probably, they couldn't have fans there anyway. So right. why even bother, why even bother setting up the stadium, right? What, what's even funnier is they made it
1: into a two night event. So it's two nights. Interesting. No, no fans.
0: <laughs> well, and what's Grom- really been the host. I don't mind reading some of the free agency news and, 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 And kind of seeing the way the teams are setting up for the draft for who they're signing and then who they who they're going to draft probably or what what aspects are going to draft. What I'm really getting tired of is when I look, look on there and they've got Michael Jordan, 1996 versus Larry Bird, 84 season. And I'm I just I it makes my stomach cringe that someone gets paid to do to 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 write an article or to create these fake worlds. Yeah. It's like it's it's, it's, really it's video stomach show. it's stomach
1: turning, yeah um, yeah, it, here's my thing. they've got like I haven't turned on i mean I, I did watch like maybe like five minutes and then turned it off, but I haven't turned on any one of those channels in two weeks because there's no point
0: there's no there's no sports
1: i have now, what I have been watching are the replays of Atlanta United that Fox has been putting out. Every Sunday night.
0: Oh, I haven't seen those. That'd be kind of nice.
1: So I've got three saved on my on my on my uh, my DVR right now because they they played three games last Sunday night. Oh wow! Um, and then Atlanta United's been doing stuff on their website as well. They replayed the snow game in Minnesota from a couple years ago, um, where Joseph had his first hat trick, and then they had another game. And then on Friday, I watched. Uh, so they did, they do this thing with the MLS must do it on their YouTube channel where they pick an MLS cup and then they have four people come in two from each side and kind of break down the game as it's going on live. Uh, so it was Jillian Sackivitis, who's the sideline reporter and Greg Garza, who's now with FC Cincinnati. And then two guys from, from the
0: Portland. uh, Is this like, is, is this like mystery science theater 3000 or something? Well,
1: they did it the way the structure is more like a Skype call than the game was going on. There's four, you saw four windows with the four people and they're all kind of talking and then interesting. And then the games on the right in the, but it was, it was kind of cool to watch and hear like Greg Garza talk about like what was going on, you know, cause he had just come back and uh, had really just played the last five yeah. games of the season. And then they had the kid that played striker for Portland who got yanked in like the 60th minute. Um, it was it was interesting to rewatch it. Um, it's been interesting to go back and rewatch. You know, Al Marone
0: was still there with the team and, and a couple other players. It was interesting to see. So, um. well, I've been more on the I've been more on the Netflix. I watched the F one uh, Drive to Survive. Um, Netflix has the Movistar team. It's in Spanish, but they have the subtitles on it, and they have a they have like a docu series about them, and then the new season of Sunderland or Die. Um, Southern Until I Die came out, which is just a complete shit show. <laughs> Have you started watching Tiger King yet? Uh, I refuse. I will never see a moment of that. Really? When when you grow up in Florida, you live it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't believe crazy. that guy is from Oklahoma. Any human being that wastes their life watching that show. Oh my gosh. A lot of people right now. I, I guess I... I I, 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 I can't even. Watched one episode. I haven't watched any yet. Did she make it all the way through the episode without? I I I, I The trailers on every time I uh, every time I turn on Netflix to go to something else, and it just it, it's so gross. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, We used to ride down a one a in Dunedin, Florida, and they had one of those um, monkey farms like it was like a little wilderness banana tree area where they had all these monkeys and you paid like five dollars to go in and we would ride by and when they saw the group they would start like monkey chanting or ooh, ooh. Yeah, it, up and down. Uh, uh, it was so disgusting and i you know me i don't i don't care for pets to begin with i don't yeah and for another human being to own Tigers. And then and then I guess there's more tigers in captivity in the United States than there are in the wild. Yeah, I saw that on the news and I was like, oh, my gosh, we might have a problem.
1: So I haven't watched any of that. I did start watching the McDonald's uh,
0: Monopoly game documentary that's on HBO. Oh, really? I've I've seen a documentary about it. Um, Oh, actually, no, I think I've seen that one. It just came out like a couple, maybe like a month or two ago. Well, the um, McMillan, I know that the gentleman that the gentleman I think I don't think he was FBI, but I think he was Jacksonville, Florida, or something. Yeah, takes place um, in Jacksonville, FBI. Yeah, he he's the one that found uh, it kind of odd who was winning the larger prizes or whatever. Well, it's funny the whole premise is, and this
1: this is what they say in the first five minutes is, you know, typically people go to this. Division or this this office, and they it's like a retirement job. Well, I get there, and on my computer is from whoever was working the case before me, or was at my desk. There's a post-it note that says uh, McDonald's Monopoly game fraud, (laughs) and then there's like a phone number on the back. And then he starts calling around, and then it just takes uh, on a life of its own, and then the whole office at some point like a year or two down the road is, is working this case in this case only because it's so spread so far and wide and it's crazy. It was pretty big. Um, yeah. So I watched three episodes. I think there's six total. Uh, so I'll probably finish that off sometime this week. Um, I want to put out there. Um, so we did an episode, what, probably about two years ago with Mark and Jeff. One F Jeff. Yeah. One F Jeff. They are musicians, and obviously they're you know everybody's hurting right now, but they they're doing all of their um, shows on Facebook Live. I know Jeff is playing dueling pianos. I want to say like three or four nights a week on Facebook Live. It's um, if if you're interested, I'll put his information out there. I've been putting it. Mark's been doing shows. He did two this week. He did one Sunday. He did one Thursday. He's got another one tonight. At 8, from 8, probably 8 to 10. It's his, He's doing his Billy Joel tribute show again tonight. Thursday night was an all request show. Um, you know, I'll put the information out there on those guys on our social media. Jump in, watch the shows. They're, they're killing it, they're doing a great job. I think Mark converted his, his garage into a studio to
0: play in. Um, yeah, I was able to pop in for a few minutes and it uh, looked like a lot of fun and wish I would have had more time to kind of sit down and enjoy it. Yeah. So,
1: he's doing. Mark's doing shows Thursday and Sunday, and I think Jeff's doing shows like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, um, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll post their information on on our social media after this. And um, please go out if you get a chance to watch them. They're both two incredibly talented musicians, and you know at this point try, trying to make ends meet, and like we all are. So. Um, let, there is a couple of things we'll talk about sports, and then we'll get into some of our stories. Um, we were right on Tom
0: Brady. Well, we we did we we worked it all the way through down to who was going to pick him right right on the podcast. I mean, yeah. we did the we just worked, walked through who what team would be was the only team that that would want Tom Brady.
1: Right. Um,
0: and I, I, think, I personally think he took it because of the taxes.
1: And Miami didn't want him. Right. Well, I don't think he wanted to go to Miami either. That's kind of
0: a they. They could either have a really good season or be real. I just like very similar to this year. Tom Brady does, does the Buccaneers go eight and eight? Does Tom Brady make it all the way through the season? No. No on both too much talent for him to go eight and eight. You think the Buccaneers are going to go ten and six? Okay. So. <clears throat> oh Jesus. I don't know. <laughs>
1: If Tom Brady is an improvement over Jameis Winston,
0: well, he can't throw that many interceptions, right? But he probably Maybe. won't throw that. Maybe. But he probably he probably won't throw that many uh, touchdowns either. He definitely won't throw for five thousand yards. No,
1: Tom Brady can't throw the ball downfield any longer. Exactly, and you've got like two of the best deep threats in, in Evans and Godwin or Goodwin, whatever his name is. I, I, I just. I don't know if this is like, for for Tom Brady, it's obviously a good move. It's, it's all guaranteed two years contract, all guaranteed fifty or sixty million, whatever it was. Um,
0: I, Does he make it all the way through the season without getting hurt? No, no way. No, there, there's no. The uh, New England Patriots protected Tom Brady so well for so long. Tom Brady has no idea what it's like to play for another team or another coach <laughs> or. And and he doesn't have Bill Belichick to protect him out there. You know, Bruce Arians isn't isn't the same guy, and and those defensive linemen don't fear don't fear that that coach like they uh, like they. Uh, it's going to be ugly. So you have two new starting
1: quarterbacks in the NFC South. We don't know who the other one is yet. Or is it
0: is it Teddy Bridgewater for Carolina? Yeah. Did they did, didn't he sign? Yeah. Yeah. Then he'll play. Uh, Drew Brees back at the Saints and Matt Ryan still with him, the Falcons. Uh, Drew Brees is going to split snaps with the Tyson Hill.
1: Um,
0: I don't know that they're going to split. 50, oh, I think, 50. I think Tyson Hill is going to go up to 30 to 35% of the snaps. And Drew Brees is going to look on the sideline. Like, like he just got, he like someone no, stopped. His I, mama. Think,
1: I think you see something like what people were doing kind of early on with Tebow where they just bring in a package or even
0: didn't they do that with, um, doesn't Tim Tebow have the same number of playoff wins as uh, Tony Romo. Does Tony Romo have a playoff win? He might have two.
1: Tebow's only got one. Yeah, I think. Or, I don't know. Well, you know, my joke for the longest time was Tim Tebow has the same amount of playoff wins as Matt Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) But then Matt went on that run. Oh, by the way, happy belated Falcons day. (laughs) 328 <laughs> 328 i made sure i got it in just in time um and then i saw antonio brown was <laughs> was practicing with his cousin who plays for the ravens in uh lavar jackson or lamar
0: jackson yeah he's not going he's not going to be in the nfl next year didn't yeah. he just get arrested again yeah he's he's a dumbass Uh, Cam Newton, has he signed anywhere?
1: Is he he officially going to San Diego? I heard that. No, no one
0: can do a medical on him. They don't know what kind of condition he's in. Oh, that's right. Um, was there any other crazy ones that
1: we saw? I know the, I know the Packers got Devin Funches, the wide receiver from Carolina, which I thought was a pretty good pickup. Uh, they got rid of Jimmy Graham and he signed with the bears, which (laughs) the bears fans like, what are you guys doing? And then they traded for, uh, Nick Foles.
0: Uh, that's probably a good fit. Yes. Well, Trubisky isn't working out, so. Well, even if Foles Foles is a perfect backup for when your starting quarterback gets injured, and then you want to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any other like
1: free agent news? I don't think there was anything else that was that other other than Brady was that big.
0: No, the only other thing I get upset about with ESPN is is is. They try to make it like it's so important to evaluate its talent. They are so wrong about everyone. It's probably actually better statistically just to go off of, just to go off of some other information besides seeing players. I did catch Stephen A. Smith going off on Antonio Brown the other day, which
1: was fantastic. It's the only like, time I've actually agreed with Stephen A. Smith. No, no, no. They brought it up like, hey, he's." it was the whole practicing with, with uh, Lamar Jackson. And... Uh, and he's like, there's no way in hell the Ravens should ever bring this guy in. He's, <laughs> he's, you know, it's just, he's a cancer. And I, I was like, wow, I can't believe Stephen A. Smith said this. But he is. I mean, yeah. there's just no way around it. He's like, he is the most talented receiver that's not in the league
0: or, you know, but the, the bad outweighs the good.
1: It's, it's Hey, well, he doesn't
0: pass the Dungy test, you know. I mean, what good is it having a great receiver if we can't rely on you in the locker room not to do something stupid? Yeah, um,
1: Atlanta United. Joseph's back in Atlanta after surgery in Pittsburgh. He seems to be recovering. Um, and then I saw—I don't know if you saw this or not—but Jillian, Jillian Sackovitis, the
0: the girl is the sideline reporter for the the Atlanta United, who, who does just a tremendous job. Yeah, I saw she posted on Twitter, uh, like from her couch with like no makeup on, kind of deal. Yeah, just wanted to let people know she was doing okay and she's of Uh, COVID-19
1: she said her symptoms are mild and it was funny she did that episode on Friday I think it it was live because people were watching it live Um, so she seemed fine she was able to do that for two hours so that's a good sign Um, I saw Chris Como uh, (laughs) has it and his stories have been kind of kind of funny about like how he's dealing with like these crazy fever dreams he's having about his brother Who's the
0: governor of New York. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: He said, you can't, they were interviewing each other or they was interviewing his brother live. And he said, you came to me last night in a dream wearing a ballerina outfit.
0: <laughs> oh my is, gosh. That yeah,
1: was so funny. Um, Scott Patton, happy belated birthday. I think your birthday was last week or the week before. I, I think yeah, I'm, yeah, we I'm got, sitting, um, sitting
0: uh, Scott picked up a, uh, giant trance from reality bikes, uh, for his birthday. Oh, good for him! Yeah, so he's a uh, full squish now, riding, uh, r- riding, riding the bike out there and uh, having a good time and enjoying himself. So he seems to seems to be really, uh, really enjoying that bike. So I'm super happy for him.
1: Um, all right, so what are we? Thirty six minutes, thirty seven minutes there. Um, what, I wrote down some ideas of some stuff we can talk about <laughs> that we haven't talked about in a while, and I see you added a, a
0: chunk of things. Um, <laughs> Do you, well, do I, was th- thinking, I was thinking through, and I was like – I, I, I just wanted to kind of put down every time I've been fired. Well, um, some of these
1: you wrote down weren't actually firings, though.
0: No, I actually – well, because I needed them for spacing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I made sure that I had – So wait, the, wait, wait, wait. You've got Zebas on here, but you're back working there now. Yeah, I was put in purgatory for a couple of years, <laughs> and then that- – March- Marcy uh, Marcy was nice enough to let me let me come back in. So I thought I'd type him up and see what kind of questions you had for you had for me. Cause this is kinda like have you ever read the uh Abraham Lincoln uh political timeline? He's lost like seven elections or yes. something over over his <laughs> lifetime. Had a had a um a nervous breakdown when he was like thirty something. Is that when he was a vampire hunter? <laughs> Was Abraham
1: Lincoln a vampire hunter? You don't know about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, the, the, movie no. the books? No, what what is that? There's a there's somebody wrote a book a couple of years ago called Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And it's like a just it's it's fiction. I almost said nonfiction. Yeah,
0: you, you did start saying non-fiction I was
1: like, I'm about to have to and put a And they made it into a it. movie, so it's like Abraham Lincoln in his like thirties or late twenties. And he becomes—he's a vampire hunter. It's absolutely <laughs> hysterical to think about. Like one of our greatest—if
0: not our greatest—president ever was a vampire hunter in the mid eighteen mid eighteen hundreds. Wow. Well, not as good as when Michigan Gold goes to try to figure out where Thomas Booth uh, passed away in the barn. I don't think that show's coming back. I can't believe Oak Island's still rolling. Dude, they're getting close. <laughs> They're getting close.
1: They're, I lose, on, they're you know, on the
0: cusp of being in the money pit. Chris's hand is going through his hair right now, and he's like, "They ain't finding."
1: He, shit. he ain't touching that. <laughs> he's not messing with the, the fro. He, he's got it looking good these days. <laughs> <laughs> they're close.
0: They ain't finding crap. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said they're close. <laughs> Another they've been Bobby close Adler. for seven years. I don't know. The
1: so that they they've got. Do you remember the dude that came on last year, the, the southern guy that's like a, a physicist or an astrophysicist, and he was talking about the The rocks and the stars? Yeah, he's got a new show on after that. He uh, has his own show? Yeah, it's about, uh, well, I think he was on Ancient Aliens. Oh. He's got a new show. Somebody bought the Skinwalker Ranch out in Utah, and it's all messed up, and they think aliens are doing shit there. I watched that. That was pretty interesting.
0: That's where Mandy's lives now. Paradise, Utah. She moved to Utah. And she moved to Utah a few um, at the beginning of the year. Oh wow. Or the end of last year, maybe. Oh wow. Um.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's let's run through your
0: um your firings. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird because usually I'm used to being fired and I'm just by myself. Like the rest of the world is doing just fine. So this is kind of the this is kind of the first time we're we're not like all my bicycle related jobs are going away and I, everybody else is kind of in the same boat. Right. So hops, that was, that was your first restaurant, right? The, that was my first management experience. I started there as a dishwasher. Um, back when I was, uh, racing, I would go, uh, wash dishes in the wintertime, uh, down in Clearwater, Florida. And then, uh, they opened up the Ocala store and i had moved there. Uh, so I was started as a server, in hops O'Calla and then worked my way up to general manager, orange park, Florida.
1: And, and you wrote <laughs> the regional manager never showed up to fire you. I had to fire myself.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, the, um, well, the, the, my regional manager was, was my, um, was my general manager when I was an assistant manager. So right. we got promoted at the same time. And, uh, he told me to fudge some numbers for a couple of weeks, while we figured out what was going on. And someone ratted, ratted me out. And then instead of him sticking up and saying that he, that he told me I could do it, he instead just kind of offered me up. And so that was the first time I got fired from wow. a, a real job and he never showed up to fire me. I had a, I went into the restaurant, turned my keys in, counted the safe with the assistant manager Signed, uh, signed some notes. So signed some notes saying what was what was there and what and what problems they might have, kind of deal. And then and then I was uh, and I was off.
1: We've already talked about Bahama Breeze. I'm just going to skip over that one because I asked That's, you about that about a year
0: ago. Yeah, I was I was trying to remember if we did, if we talked we about did, that because
1: I finally said, I got to know the story. I got to know about the folder <laughs> and everything. So there's a folder in in what's the name of the head company? Uh, Darden. Mm-hmm. Darden Darden is a folder Char- on Barman. Yes. There, <laughs> He's not allowed a... to work any Darden restaurants, and he tried to sneak in. Oh, no, while you were at Longhorn, they got taken over or purchased by Darden. And then, like, a week, a couple
0: weeks later, you're like, they got, they, got, they found the folder. They found, yeah, they, I was not in, the, when the negotiations were going on, I was not allowed to stay with Darden any longer, so. Uh, free flight. Uh, they just kind of wanted to get rid of me. Uh, I was underperforming. I was grilling at Outback Steakhouse at the time anyways. Um, so I wasn't all that concerned about it. I was, we had a bucket store that I was running and it was underperforming and they were ready to, they were ready to move on. Where was that store at? Um, you remember where Jean's Body Tech and, um, Locos and the yeah. Krispy Kreme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was right there next we're to the, I, yeah yeah the next building before yeah. south of on Peachtree, then yep. uh, then moon Dogs, so it, it had been in Atlanta cycling at one time and and uh we'd done some we did a pretty cool build out and it looked pretty cool, but that area is just so up and down as far as bicycle work how the bicycle industry works that we just couldn't with them we couldn't make the numbers work for the amount of money that the rent was. Oh I'm sure yeah, it was tough. Where's American Cafe? Why do I know that place? American Cafe was the mall based um, it originally was owned by Ruby Tuesdays, and then they branched off and, and the, um, that it was actually purchased by the management team. right. Um, so was they were at North Point Mall. Uh, I worked at the I worked no there I, yes, there was one at North Point. So it's now the, the American Girl doll store: Yes, I believe that is correct. Yes. Yeah, I right. worked at the perimeter one for a while. There was one in Cobb uh, Galleria. Um, and so it was, it was an interesting, it was an interesting one that, that firing was very similar to the hops one where, um, the, the store manager I worked with before, we just kind of, because the, the way the, they kept track of, um, the number of employees was important. So a lot of times if we fired someone, we might just pay them like five hours, um, to keep them on the books until we found another server. And then um so I guess some, um, the general manager at uh, the Super Bowl happened in the first time the Super Bowl happened in Jacksonville the manager of the American Cafe in that um what's the name of that um the Landing um the Landing down in Jacksonville I have no idea so they they hit record sales and so they were supposed to get to paid this big bonus but they were short the percentage of servers they had was was low um, so they kind of fudged the numbers to get their bonus. And so an email got sent out that I didn't receive saying, don't do this anymore. And then like three months later, I got fired for doing the same thing. Wow. Millers, you didn't get fired. You quit. No, I needed to put, yeah, that, that one, that one I put that, that was when I had to, I had to remember what order everything came in. Cause I was, sure. I, I was combining everything and saying same, same with stool pigeons. Yeah. You left for the longhorn job. Well, I knew times were getting tough yep. and I'd help them. I'd introduce them to the Taco Mac people um, and helped them uh, get that lease transferred over, which Jeff McKimmy and those guys were super happy about. Urban Flats. Good old Bob Rogers. That was right before um, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Like the week before. The week, the week before. Yeah. So that was, that was a tough, that was a pretty tough week. Zebas well, put in purgatory. We talked
1: about it. Atlanta cycling. So I obviously remember, I've known you since Miller. So I know Miller's, Stool Pigeons, Longhorn, Urban Flats, Atlanta Cycling. Uh, I didn't know about Zebas. Well,
0: I was just in purgatory. What, uh, why? Um, Are you drinking too much? No. You know how I get sometimes. Um, you know, that sometimes I, cages? Some, sometimes I like to tell the owner of a business what to do and what I think pretty regularly. Gotcha. You know, you you know how I am. Oh yeah. Like when you're in reality bikes and you're like, you're like, "Hey, Todd, does Barman own this place, or do you?" <laughs> and Todd's next Todd's time I'm like, in there, say he doesn't
1: have the work ethic to own this place.
0: <laughs> and uh, Todd's always a pretty good. And I try to chill out when I need to. You know, I'm. Yeah. I usually, I usually, I usually cool it when I need to. It's not, not all the time. But I, I'm very passionate about what I do, and I take my, I take my jobs seriously. The hardest the hardest thing for me when I'm out of work is not being part of a team sure, um, and not feeling like I'm producing anything. Um, that's, that's very, that's very hard, hard for me. And so uh, all the way up until Longhorn, I'd always gone back and, and become a manager again after Longhorn. That was the first time where I started waiting tables at Osio. And I actually prefer, Waiting tables or doing something that might not be as uh, profitable for a while to make sure that I make a good decision when I do get a chance to do something larger. Uh, Do you want to talk about Atlanta cycling or no? Uh, No, I just I just kind of wrote those down. Things just didn't work out between me and the owner. The owner didn't feel comfortable about the way I was running the warehouse any longer, and so it was just kind of. You know, that was another one of those personnel situations where I wasn't necessarily getting along with the director of operations all that well, and so you know how in life, and I know you're well aware of this is is some, sometimes when you're not getting along with someone and they and they see an opportunity to get you to get you canned, they just go ahead and do it.
1: Um. So I, I put a note in here a little bit lower, uh, below the next section. Can Can you remember? Anything like everything I think we saw at Ale House and Stool Pigeons was like compared to what we saw at Urban Flats and it was
0: like nuts. The stool, the Stool Pigeons, um, and Ale House, and and Ale House for different for a little bit different clientele or reasons. The um, you know Stool Pigeons was um, restaurants were in Midtown were just kind of. Were starting to be more corporate, less um, uh, less hoity-toity kind of uh, fine dining type places, and so the the people were moving into those condos. The, what was it, Cornerstone Lofts, where Maddie and Shannon lived, and then um, what was the place, Peachtree Lofts? Is that what was above the Vortex? I think so. Um, and then people were moving into the uh, the, the Metropolis, which was the building Weird. where Stool Pigeons was. And then, and so the, the, the staff, you know, like someone might we live in Gwinnett and then work at stool pigeons. And then someone might live in a condo above the restaurant and work at stool pigeons. So that combination of the different, the different genres of life people was just really odd. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what I mean that way? It's like, it it isn't like ale house, you know, we all, we all kind of either lived in apartments or townhomes or small houses. And, and we all kind of did our, did our thing. But the stool pigeons was just, it was a a wacky world. Well, it's
1: funny, but like, even at, like we really only had like two incidents at urban flats in the year that we were there. The one with what's his name stealing the, the the tip jar? Oh, Steve Morris. Right, and then I think the other one happened after
0: both of us were gone with Feeney. Well, I don't. I, I still love the story about when when that new general manager double paid everyone, and everyone left the building to go to Make of America and and cash their checks. <laughs> <laughs> were you
1: still? Everybody went to go cash their checks, including <laughs> the cooks. I'm like. Uh, I think you double-paid everybody. I'm like, I want to go check your... uh, (laughs) I want to
0: balance them books back there. And don't bother asking for the money. It's gone.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Um,
0: I was actually, I was remembering this one. Do you remember the young man that was a server? Um, A family of like six or seven came in, like multi-generational um paid in cash with hundreds. The server went to that what was that chevron next to next to the Fiesta Food Mart? Yep. Tried to use one of the hundreds and it ended up being counterfeit. I don't think it was there that night. I think I heard about it the next day. And so the, the guy at the, the person like the, the person that owned the chevron or was managing the chevron called me and said, hey, I've got your employee here. He says he got these $100 bills from someone that worked at your restaurant. So I had to go to the safe and get 520s out that I knew weren't, <laughs> weren't <laughs> counterfeit and walk over to the Chevron to get him released. <laughs> there, was, there
1: was that. There was the gun I found in the bathroom. Oh, that's right.
0: I forgot about that one. Uh, I think...
1: Were you gone at that point, or were you off that weekend?
0: No, I think I was. I think I might not have been there that night. I think it, it might have been uh, a Thursday, maybe. There was the the girl that we almost hired or we fired at some
1: point, uh, and she was she was stealing credit card information. Oh, credit people. card numbers from people! But you at that point, you'd already moved over to Taco Mac, <laughs> or was or Was she with us?
0: I think she was at Taco Mac. When she when the police came, they came, they went to Tacoma to get her. Yeah, but she had she had some of the customer numbers. Yeah, she was um, fudging her tips. Yeah, uh, and they, they put the cuffs on her and did all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, that was crazy.
1: Yeah. All right, we are at uh, fifty two minutes. Do you want to tell a couple of St. Paddy's Day stories? Sure. What do you? What do you think? Uh, so I think I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, how the Pope outfit got invented because since I brought it out for you a couple nice. weeks ago when you were at the house. So right. back,
0: God, that thing, what, that's got to be like 20 years old at this point. Uh, for sure. Because you, you, you were wearing it before I met you.
1: <laughs> so back in the early 2000s when, I knew, when Conley and I hung out all the time, or he might even living with me at the time I can't remember. There was a, a Guinness campaign make Guinness a re- or make St. Patrick's Day a real holiday and it was like basically like Christmas commercials around St. Patrick's Day and all this different stuff. Well the the second or third ad in, in the in the in the promo was going to the beer store, or the liquor store to to sit on St. Patrick's lap and tell him what you want for St. Paddy's Day. And we're, I'm watching it I'm watching like around the horn one day with Brian and he goes, "Hey, if I got you that outfit, would you wear it? I'm like, yes, I would. He goes, I don't believe you. I go, if you get me an outfit like that, I will wear it on St. Paddy's day. And then sure enough, like he called his mom who's from Ireland and she put together and sewed the outfit for like Pope robes and everything made a miter hat, like put cardboard in it. I mean, she did a really nice job. Is that still the same hat? No, I've got I've it's, it's boxed away somewhere for safekeeping. (laughs) um like five years in i I replaced it because it was getting a little funky uh and it's really difficult to to clean um so he he comes to my house like a week or two before and say patty's day and he's like hey i got something for you and he drops off the outfit and i put on and he's dying i go i'm wearing this out next week and you're coming to the bar with me because you don't have a job uh he goes you know what the Sabres are playing the Thrashers that night. I'm getting tickets for the game. I've got two tickets for the game. We're going to the game, too. I go, I go. great, I'm in. He goes, you're going to wear that to the game? I go, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? And and he's like, I don't believe you. So sure enough, St. Paddy's Day comes, and, and Mark ends up picking me up, and we go to the bar at like noon or 1 on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. It was in the middle of the week. And the bar was full, and I walked in there, and it's like you get that moment in your life where the record screeches and everything kind of stops. Everybody looks at you for like two, <laughs> or three seconds, and then everybody goes kind of goes back to what they're doing. And uh, we walk in there, and people are like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> And sure enough, and, and Mark's laughing because he's like, people are just staring at you, dude. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we go up to the bar and I'm staying at the bar I'm ordering a beer, a couple beers for us. And this guy leans, he goes, hey, man, I like the outfit, but there's no way in hell you're getting laid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, we sit down and we start having fun. And, and then Brian shows up probably around four o'clock. And he walks in and he just sees me and he's got tears Rolling down his face, he's laughing so hard because he's never seen anything like that outfit. And and at like 5.30, I go, all right, let's go to the game. He goes, you're really going to wear this game? I go, why wouldn't I? It's St. Patrick's Day. And we're walking through Phillips Arena, and people are high-fiving me. And he is just cracking up the whole time. I think we actually went with uh, a couple other guys we knew as well. Uh, That's how we got the tickets. Um, I end up winning fan of the game. (laughs) at the Thrasher sabers game i also get a beer chucked at me because i'm cheering for the (laughs) sabers um and then i think we went out to another bar that night we went over to mcduff's oh really mcduff's up on uh old milton yeah we went over there um and we probably went to jesus probably got home around three o'clock in the morning so i was drinking all day and all night on St. Patty's, on St. Patty's Day, that was the first. I think the next year, I think the next year, Niagara was in the in the basketball tournament, and it was on St. Patty's Day. We went to Taco Mac and watched the game at like ten or eleven o'clock in the morning, and then we went over to McDuff's the whole day. Nice. Um, there was always a couple years like you've probably been coming to St. Patty's Day for what? Maybe the last ten.
0: No, I was uh, two thousand. We. St- I was at Miller's in what, two thousand six.
1: Uh
0: yeah, oh five or six. Urban, urban flats urban flats was two thousand eight. Yeah. And so I'd already been to one so I'd say two thousand seven ish. Yeah. Might have been my first might have been my first one. But then we I mean there was always <laughs> you. I Mandy came to a few, Feeney came to a few. Oh we try we try we try to rope as many people as we possibly could.
1: Um, and we'd always usually go to the harp, but now the harp is unfortunately closed or it may, it may have reopened at this point. I don't know. Um, but the best part was we'd get the, the we had Una drive us the one year, the bartender or the waitress. Yes. We would sit down and you'd either be drinking Guinness
0: or you'd be drinking like Jameson and Cokes. Uh, no, I wouldn't mix Jam- Jameson usually with anything but wa- a little water. Um, must've been Drew. That was yeah, you, you, well, you, usually I would just get – I would get Jack and Cokes if I okay. needed to switch it up. But, I mean, there's lots of times where we either were there so long we had to switch it up. Remember, we used to have to get corned beef and fries because we couldn't do another round. A we cabbage. couldn't do another round of cabbage. We'd have to get something – another side item. And, yep. and yeah, I love Guinness, but there's only so many I can do in one afternoon. The, I would tell the – I
1: would sit down. I'd tell the whoever the server was, whether it was Patrick or Una or somebody else, and I'd say, listen – I want you to bring us a Guinness every half hour until we tell you to stop. <laughs> and then just bring us one every hour. <laughs> and then if there's shift change, just let us know. We'll we'll
0: pay the tab. And then we'll uh, get the tab and say, bring it back when it's 400 <laughs> was Yeah. Well, there was one year I was so upset that I had to drink out of plastic cups because I got there a little late. The following year, I brought my own Guinness cup with me, and instead of charging me a cover, she's like, "Honey, you brought your own cup. You could go on in there and get you get you some Guinness." <laughs> um,
1: I met Jess there ten years ago. True. Uh, was
0: dis- I was there early that one. It was the ten year anniversary. I was meeting. Um, I, I think I left already when you did the the. Yeah, I was by myself. Shit.
1: Or Caroline. Yeah, got... Caroline was there with me, keeping nice. an eye on me
0: when I met Jess.
1: Um, the only other funny thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know that you've ever been around for this, was me dropping my pants in public. He
0: used to do that all the time.
1: <laughs> for fun.
0: Just to be obnoxious. The,
1: the, best, the best one I ever saw, I go, Brian comes home, goes to Charlotte with me for Thanksgiving. This had to be 15 years ago. He's like, I got nothing to do. I go, go Come to Charlotte with me. We'll go. You can come hang out with my dad and stuff. And you know, he loves hanging out with Joe. So we met my brother. We went to my brother's house, and then my brother's like, "All right, we're going to go to." We went to Rira's and Connolly's down in in Charlotte, in downtown Charlotte. Uh, oh, by the way, Rira's closed the other day here. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I saw an article about it. Um, Just for temporary or no, for good? Yeah, that lease has to be just uh, astronomical. astronomical. Well, no, remember we that? You, you remember that re-rise was supposed to be a uh, Jocks and Jills? Oh, was it, it? Yeah. It was originally, it was as the controller was getting, as the, as the sexual harassment suit was going through, <laughs> they were supposed to be the original tenant. That's why it's not built like an Irish pub. It's built like a sports bar and it has the multi-levels. Oh, yeah. Um, so you could do different games in different areas. And originally that was supposed to be jocks and jills. Oh, wow. Part of the reason taco Mac is so prevalent here is because jocks and jills went down. They collapsed right at that time that the sports bars were coming up in the, in the market. So we're at the three of us go to
1: Connolly's, and we're hanging out and we're in the, the, the Connolly's was like a two level bar. They had an upstairs bar and a downstairs bar. We're in the downstairs bar. It's pretty full. It's, it's that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So it's, everybody's out fucking getting lit up. And, uh, I go, I go to Brian and Jake cause they haven't seen me do this before. This is also <laughs> the same night. The kiss on the cheek trick was invented, invented? <laughs> by, by my brother. So I, we're standing like on the, on the back wall and we're just hanging out chatting. I go, Hey, you guys want to see something funny? They're like, yeah, I go watch this. So I walk over to the bar and I'm standing there's like a group of girls on one side of me and there's like a couple like dudes on the other like it is a full room. So there's a lot going on and they're looking at me like what is he doing and then all of a sudden my pants slide down my jeans slide down around my below my knees and I'm just standing there in my boxers and the two of them I swear to God I thought they were going to fucking fall over. They were laughing so hard because I'm standing there for a solid and I'm counting. I, I do it and I start counting to see how long it takes for somebody to notice my pants are around my knees. And it had to be at least a minute and a half. And they're like, they're like, this is unbelievable. Nobody in the room knows what we're laughing at. And he's just standing over there in his boxer shorts. Yes. And then all of a sudden this girl like one of the girls in the group next to me goes, Oh my god, his pants are around his knees. <laughs> <laughs> and and I looked at her, I go, I've been standing like this for a minute and a half and it took you that long to notice. <laughs> She goes, "Oh my God, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> and so we end the, the first go, time we someone's we given upstairs, it. and we're hanging out. And Jay starts talking to some girls, and he and he goes pulls the old kiss her, kiss him on the cheek trick. Oh wow! <laughs> it was hilarious. But I used to do it to the uh, 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 what's his name uh, Brian DeStefano all the time. Yes, I used to get him every night we went out, and he'd be he'd be like talking to me, and it'd be going on, and he just starts. Well, the only place you guys would go to was the Green Derby. Or, no, we would go to rafters too oh, before rafters closed.
0: That's I, right. He'd,
1: he'd see that everybody around him was laughing, and he'd be looking at me, and I'm just talking to him normal. And he goes, your pants are around your ankles, aren't they? I go, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I thought I'd leave you guys with, with those two stories. Um, Barman, you got anything you want to add? No,
0: I shared – I put my my information in the early notes.
1: We came up with a couple stories
0: I don't think we've talked about before, too, which was good from, from back in Yeah, the, that, I think we uh, went back to a little bit more of the restaurant stuff and talked about that. I'm still well, working on working on plans for the greatest sports bar in the history of sports bardom. It's going to be the gold club of sports bars down here by the airport. <laughs> um, there is a picture of you in the Pope outfit, a good one of you and I, on the barmanabibo.com website. Okay. It's on the very. It's on the very first page. It's got the uh, picture of uh, us handing the plaque to TJ <laughs> <laughs> from the wing. From the wing, the wing bracket. It's got. It's got one of the one of the really good ones. Uh, I've got the I've got the Jameson hat on and the green shirt, and you've got the Pope outfit on. So if anyone if anyone wants to see what the Pope outfit looks like, go to Barman and dot I'll I'll
1: uh, w- while I'm working on getting this up and running, I will. Uh... I will post the stuff on Jeff and Mark, and I'll post uh, some pictures from St. Patty's Day, and um, I'll get those up for everybody. Um, All right, so, Barman, stay safe. You too. Um, I think last night was the first time I I left the house for more than an hour in the last three weeks. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, All your projects getting done? A lot, so... I took some vacation, I'm using some vacation time this week because we're really only doing a th- three-day work week this week. So I just figured, hey, there's nothing, I've called everybody I can call at this point in the last two or three weeks and there's nothing else I can really do. I might as well just take some time off and Jess is back working so it helps, helping out with the girls as well because their school's closed. Um, yeah, so I'll be, uh, I don't know what I'll be doing this week.
0: Wrestling with my two-year-old. Wrestling,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> time um, for time is it, is it time to plant plant in the uh, in the boxes out back? Yeah,
1: that's one thing.
0: I think I'm going to maybe start tomorrow. Cool.
1: Uh If not this afternoon, if I can get out there and, and get above eighty <laughs> percent. Nice. <laughs> about eighty percent right now. Uh All right. So we'll be back. I'll probably do this again, maybe sooner, just because there's not a lot going on, and you know we want to do our part to to help everybody else. Um, my sister and brother-in-law have a podcast. It's on SoundCloud. Cool. I'll give them a plug. Let me see if I can find the name of it. They keep changing it. It's Maggie
0: and Andrew Schrader. Does that mean we're battling? Are we, are we bad? Are we, are we battling?
1: No. Po- is, there, a, is there, is there a podcast? To the battle? I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the last two. They've really got, you know, Andrew's really busy, he works for Postmates and, and obviously restaurants doing deliveries and stuff. They're, uh, they're signing up people left and right, which is good. But And Maggie's event is event-based, so she's kind of struggling the same way I am. Um, but is there,
0: is there East Coast, West Coast podcast kind of showdown kind of stuff? <laughs> well, they're in Nashville. <laughs> 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 the Georgia-Tennessee rivalry. Uh, I think it's more Tennessee-Alabama, right? Uh, Aren't they Georgia, the ones Tennessee, that hate each
1: other? Tennessee and Georgia. Are, no, Alabama and Auburn.
0: No, Alabama hates Tennessee for some reason. Like some coach stole someone like in the 60s or the 70s or something.
1: Kiffin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Well, that does it for episode 88. Cool. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon. Um, if you've got any questions or any stories you want us to tell or, you know, we did uh, ask Barman and Bebo anything. We didn't get any responses, but that's fine. I mean, people are busy <clears throat> or trying to stay busy, so no big deal. Uh, but we'll probably come back and here in a few weeks do another episode. If not, you know, we'll, we'll do once a month like we've been doing. So, Barman, thanks again. I'll Thank you. To, I'll talk to you soon. You know uh, it. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website Uh, All of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google. Um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms. Search for Barman and Bevo podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook at uh, on Facebook we're Barman and Bevo Podcast. Uh, Michael Vander, Michael Barman, on Twitter at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod, uh, at Bevo eight seven seven one, at underscore Coach Barman. As you can hear, violets in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, We always have uh, weekly when we do our our segments uh, Ask Barman and Bevo anything. uh, Bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode.
2: On a warm summer's evening On a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to sleep So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving Knowing what to throw away Knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking He turned back toward the window Crushed out a cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness the gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold up, Know when to fold up, Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough to count them